Talking is good. It's your boy Cody and the other guy here once again. Tiny table, big room. Good <laughs> Just conversation. Just got to lean into it, bro. Yeah. So uh, we have our second producer with Woo! us for the very first time. Our second producer for the first time. Who is our first producer? <laughs> Noodle Boy. Oh, He's oh, oh, my oh, bad. Oh, I've already oh. forgot. Dang. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. <laughs> my Man. bad, buddy. Cody will buy you flowers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go pick you some flowers. <laughs> yeah. So here, let me get a, a clip real quick of the it? Carolina cam. Yeah, we did We did a bad job. We need to set up. Wave, Carolina. Woo. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Yeah, tell everyone <laughs> what they need to know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what That's do people Carolina need camp. to know? Uh, well, um, I'm happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> she's happy to be here. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Carolina, she's gonna be with us for the next couple weeks. She's here, hanging out in Alabama, spending some time with Cornerstone Word of Life Church. Mm -hmm. She's from Ecuador, uh, one of my favorite places in the entire world, Ooh. Quito. Woo! <laughs> yeah. The middle of the world. The middle. The That's middle. right. <laughs> if you don't know this. Which we know this because we've been there. We've been Carolina there. doesn't know this. will be new to her. <laughs> she has no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. You can go to the, do they call it the center of the universe or center of the world? Center of the world, right? The world, yeah. yeah. Center of the world. They have a nail there that you can balance an egg on. It's so frustrating. <clears throat> I, 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 I gave up real quick. It's <laughs> like, yeah. that's fine. Me you too. gave up too? Yeah. Have you done it? Have you actually yeah. got it? No, yeah. no. You've I, never I balanced never it? it? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I have or not. I know I've watched Aldo do it several times. Yeah, Aldo's, Aldo's done it really well. Miller yeah. did it pretty good when he okay. went one year. I, the old Mill Mill. I, I, I am curious, though. Will an egg balance on a nail at any like longitude, latitude, Bro, or is it only imagine, at zero? <laughs> imagine. Well, I think what they say, it's because that's like the center. I don't know, the gravity, rotation know. of the Earth spin at that particular location, zero longitude, zero latitude. It's spinning perfectly to where it can happen. But we're trying it. We'll put that. We'll try it. We'll get a nail and an egg, and we'll see if we can. Because that's interesting. It just became like their little thing. But yeah. they're like, don't tell anyone. Yeah. You can don't do tell this. anybody. You can, you can do, this do it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I haven't uh, tried it. I feel like there's probably a way to, like, like a balancing trick. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, like you said, maybe it is a scam. <laughs> maybe it is. But <laughs> you I have to pay it. to do it? I don't even remember if we had to pay to do it. I think you just had to pay to get it. I don't in. remember. Do you have to pay to do it, Carly? I'm sure you've been no, there a ton. No, no. 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 Uh -oh, to go to the... No, to balance the egg. No, you don't have to pay, but okay. you have to pay to, to get in. To get in, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So when we go to Ecuador and we go to the great city of Quito, it's one of the things they do. It's a very tourist, touristy hotspot. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been there several times. I'm sure you've been there several times. Yeah. I'm sure Carolina's probably been there more times than she can say. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you been there a lot? Guys, no, no, I haven't. Like, just... Times like any time that we have gone, you've yeah. gone. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's kind of like when people come visit here, it's like you got to go to the Space and Rocket Center. You got to do this. You got to do that. And so I actually lived here for 20 years before I went to the Space and Rocket Center. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So how long did you live in Quito before you actually went to the center of the world? Uh, I was I was little. I was okay. a child the so first time. I was like six years old, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So if you don't know what it is, you should Google it. It's awesome. Or you can go to my Instagram. I have pictures of being at the center where it's like you're, it's, they have this giant like uh, landscaped area and it has like zero longitude, zero latitude. It's a really cool place like to a take a picture. a big tower with like a globe. Yes. And cool. uh, the cafe there is wonderful. The best coffee you'll ever. I love Ecuadorian coffee. It's oh. so fresh. It's so good. 
Uh, and I'm not just saying this because Carolina's here. Like, Ecuador <laughs> is my my place, man. That is my people. I love going to Ecuador. I love it. It's yeah. my favorite. It's a pretty, favorite. Pretty, good, good, pretty good time, pretty good place. Every time that we've gone mission trips there, they've always been the most, like, I don't know, exciting and yeah. also what I feel most best used of our time. Mm. I don't know, like, because we're just, like, constantly busy, busy doing stuff. Yeah. It's so good. I love it a yeah. lot. So good. So, all right. So, we just want to let you know. So, if you hear some person talking in the background, that's on purpose. That's not an accident because we don't have a Carolina cam. So, you won't see her <laughs> yeah. anymore throughout the podcast unless we just keep using the same footage over, over it's every the time same one talks. over and over. <laughs> it doesn't even match her voice. She's just still like waving. I know. Like. It's something totally different. <laughs> and so. Um, I think it might take me a minute to get used to having a producer because now there's it's pressure, different. bro. Someone's watching. Well, I gotta be I careful like, what like, I say. Like, I feel like you gotta be involved now. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Oh, there's so I'm much pressure here. Like. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like watching you guys in. <laughs> oh. and enjoying, yeah. And enjoying, and enjoying. Yay. Yes, yeah. So uh, before we get into the content of whatever we're gonna be talking about today, okay. um, I had the most devastating thing happen, guys. <sighs> I went to the store. And uh, I had to buy some medicine. And you know when you buy medicine, uh, it's like they check your age. Mm -hmm. Because like not all medicine is for minors. Sure. And so they want to make sure you're the appropriate age to be purchasing that medicine. They did not even ask me my age. <laughs> <laughs> I went through the checkout and the guy was like, here you go, sir. I'm like, oh, wow. bro, you need to check my ID. Okay, Did you like hand it to him anyway? Like, here, look at this. <laughs> no, I was just devastated. I went home and I immediately told Rachel, I was like, I'm so devastated. I was wow. like, that's the first time that I bought medicine where you need to be over the age 18 or 21 and they didn't ask for ID. It happened. It happened. Father time. <laughs> Uh, he's coming for all of us <laughs> i always forget like every time that like i go to buy medicine or, like i need your id sir and i'm just like i it's just what i didn't buy anything i'm like oh cough <laughs> I'm medicine pain with my phone <laughs> I like so. i don't understand like what's going on here <laughs> i forget crazy. that that stuff gets abused yeah yeah, yeah it does <laughs> so uh this little kid that didn't ask for my id i'm gonna petition to have you fired sir no <laughs> kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding that you would should never be like jokes it. on you i'm a <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a really secret. big, weird-looking 18-year-old. What is that? No, it's undercover boss. Yeah, so, like, they put a, you know, they, I'm really not this old. They made me look older, so that way you, we could see if you're actually doing your job or whatever. So, anyways, we digress here on the podcast. And so, um, yeah. But it, you know what's weird is, like, just how fast everything goes, man. I don't feel like I'm this old. Yeah, I kind of still feel like I'm a teenager trapped in a 33-year-old's body. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my back. <laughs> Everything hurts. Maybe I'm not an 18-year-old anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I told Rachel, like, um, it rained on Sunday. And I knew rain was coming on Friday because my knee started hurting. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. Is that a real thing? Bro, it's a real thing. No, I Googled it. I Googled it. And, like, uh, the biometrics of the atmosphere start to change because the weather's changing. And so if you have, like, damaged ligaments or whatever, the tension in there, you can start to feel it changing before you actually see it changing. And so when I lived in Colorado, I, I got hit by a car. <laughs> and so, like, they came flying in and they hit me. I had to go to, like, six months of rehab for my knee. And uh, but I ended up like quitting in three months because I was like, I got this. I don't need it's this. It's a miracle so that you're even here today. <laughs> like the things that have happened to you, the things that you've done I in this know, life. Honestly, like. the things, the things when Pastor Mark talks about it on Sunday mornings, he's like, let's give God thanks for like all the times he protected us, all the times that he like that is a real moment for me where I'm reflecting. I'm like, thank my you, my whole Lord. life. Like, honestly, <laughs> you have you, preserved you me. You have preserved me. And it's, it's, I'm so grateful for his supernatural protection. 
And so uh, it's something I'm believing God for. I, when I run on the treadmill in my garage, I'm always confessing the word, like, I'll run all the days of my life. I thank you that I'm healthy, I'm whole. Um, and so, you know, the, the anointing is working in my knee, mm. but sometimes... Whew. Like even right now, I can feel I can feel the feel weather. The, feel, but I feel like that's almost like a superpower. Like I don't know yeah. if you'd want to get rid of that. Yeah. Like, like, so like if you want to know if it's gonna rain, you should be like, hey, how's your knee feeling today? And <laughs> I'll let you know Rob? if rain's coming. <laughs> like what kind of sensation you get? Like a tingling. It hurts. Feel? Oh, it hurts. Oh, it's hurts. painful. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not. It's good. not great. I thought it was. Like it's a, the worst superpower like in a the cold whole world. Sensation. No. A tingle. No. And I'm starting to wonder, too, uh, so you guys can believe God with me. Hook your faith up with me. Declare that Robert's healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Like, I think even the cold's starting to affect it. Because, like, the last three days when it's been really cold, it's just been nothing but pain. And it's cold today! Yeah, so I wrapped a heat in a pad around it. Wow. And I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, ah. And just, like, lamenting that this kid didn't scan my ID. Oh, my <laughs> god! As I'm heating my knee. How you know? dare he? <laughs> How dare he think If only he knew. <laughs> If only he knew how young and agile I really am. Oh my god! So, anyways, so uh, Carolina's probably like, "What have I gotten into?" <laughs> Here I am in Here the I states, <laughs> spending time <laughs> to learn to about ministry. And talk we were talking about knees, knees and rain. Oh, having a good time. You having a good time? Yeah. How are your knees, Carolina? Are they okay? <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about. No. Oh man! <laughs> I've actually heard rumors that one reason why girls bend their knees in pictures is because like knees show age what so like when they're doing like the one pose and they have like it's because like i guess like you can see like wrinkles or something on the knee it shows how old you are so that's why that's why they it's like a tree count the rings and so it's like they bend their knees so is that not a thing i don't know i I don't know i don't ever i do the knee pop in pictures just to (laughs) mock people but i've never heard that before Okay, we'll Google it. Yeah. I've heard about like elbows. Like elbows has like a way to tell so in photos too. you're like like how elastic <laughs> your elbow is supposedly. Wow. Oh really? I have, heard, like, I have heard that about your hands. Your hands. Your hands do show the age. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it happens, bro. So uh, here's the deal. Like life goes really, really fast. So get right with Jesus. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> well, that you're not wrong, man. Yeah. You're not wrong. You can be checking out medicine one day, and they check your ID, and the next... You're not. You're not. And the next, they recognize that you are well beyond the years of checking ID. Time is short. It is It fleeting. is short, man. Man, I wonder if we should um, make some extra income by being the next ones that put out a prediction as to when Jesus is coming back. Oh my gosh. No, I don't want to be a part of that. I I refuse. I don't want to be one of those people like it's happening. And then like a month and be like, well, I got the calculation wrong. It's like that episode of parks and rec when they rent the, the, the park for like the coming of the aliens. And then the aliens don't show up and they're like, Oh, we actually misinterpreted the code. You know what I mean? I don't remember. I feel like I'm getting into a weird space in this one. I'm not really making fun of anyone, but yeah, I don't think, you know, if the scriptures tell us that no one will truly know the time, you know, as the one, only the father knows, even the son doesn't know. So I think it would be hard for us human beings to give an accurate, you know, projection yeah. as to when that time's going to be. But also I can like look in scriptures and I can tell like we're getting close. Yeah. Like, I, I feel, feel like, like, I feel like we're close. My, my way, I just don't think about it. Mm. And, and, and I feel like in a, in a good way. I like, don't think about it. That's actually, I just don't thing, think yeah. about it. I'm just in a, I live like, Hey, today is the day that I, I I've got this day. Let me just worry about today. I don't worry about yeah. it. That's what Jesus says. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today's right. enough today, you know, to be worried about or whatever, or to be concerned about. Um, but it's like, 
yeah, I don't know, all that stuff just gets too like crazy and weird. It's like, we just, we, let's just worry about right now. Let's just do right now. I mean, the Lord is going to come, so let's just do what we got to do today so that way he'll still come. <laughs> that's it, though. That's it. And that's what I've been preaching on in youth for like the last six weeks as we've been talking about like worldviews and talking about how Christianity is like the only appropriate worldview. I, I feel like if we do as Christians, I feel it doesn't get talked about enough that Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to talk about it more because if I have an expectation that he's coming today, then that expectation is going to produce fruit in my life mm. that he's coming, you know, and I told the teenagers, this: like, I don't want Jesus to like return. I don't want that trumpet to sound. And then he returns and he finds me like slacking off. Yeah. Like I want him to return and find like Robert being busy yeah. about like Jesus things, about doing like the work of the ministry and not saying that everybody has to be in ministry to do the work of the ministry. What I'm talking about is just, I want him to come find me living as a disciple of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I don't want, I don't want to be one of those people where Jesus is like, you know, you claimed to be a, a follower of me, but I didn't even know you. And so I feel like if we should have more forward looking towards like our King, our Lord, our savior, he's coming back one day. Yeah. And that could be today. Yeah. And I think when we have that mentality, it's kind of like in a natural sense, like uh, hopefully pastor doesn't watch this podcast, um, <laughs> but, um, but it's like, there is something to be said. Like when your boss is there, sometimes people tend to like buckle down a little bit Yeah, and they talk less and they work harder. I really don't feel like we have that problem here at Cornerstone, probably because we're all devout followers of Jesus and we're not necessarily doing our work for our boss, but we're doing it for the king. And so we understand that just like the scriptures teach us, do all things as unto the Lord. I work for the Lord, you know, and how I do my job nine to five is a representation of who I am in Christ and who he is to me. So I display Jesus even when I'm doing natural work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember when I was in Bible school and I worked at Walmart and we were in the back and I was a shelf stalker. And like there was a bunch of students because Walmart, the it was at the time it was the biggest super center in the United States of America. It was one of the first ones. Yeah, little fun fact for you. Colorado. No, this was Al- uh, Oklahoma. Oh, this I'm is so when sorry. I was in Oklahoma when I was at Bible school. So yeah. oh, Bible. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it was right down the street from Rama Bible Training Center. So a lot of Rama students worked there. And a lot of Rama students were younger and man, they would be so goofing off in the back and they would be like messing with like Walmart merchandise and like sometimes even destroying it, you know, like hitting it with like broom handles and Bible school kids. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And so I was just thinking like, man, is that how we really want to represent the king? And so, but in the secular world, I feel like people do work harder when the boss is around, Mm -hmm. when they know important people are watching them. Yeah they work harder because they want important people to see them. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can give me a raise. You can give me a bonus. Look at how hard I'm working. Look, at, I'm, I'm here for the company, you know? And then when the boss isn't there, maybe they take a little extra time in a conversation. Maybe they do this. And so I just want that mentality to carry over in how I serve Jesus. He's always watching me. I was about me. to say, he's always there. Like, he's yes. always with you. He's always very present and <clears throat> aware of what you are doing with your life. Um, you know, I was listening to... Uh, Chad Veach from Zoe Church talk about like stewardship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't directly talking about it, but for whatever reason, mm. the thought came into my mind of how like, you know, our body is a temple. Yes. And mm. <laughs> I started thinking like, wow, like how much we should like appreciate and and respect the fact that we've been given this opportunity to be a temple yeah. of the Holy Ghost, mm. to be a representation of Jesus. And we have to steward that. That's right. Yeah. Like, let everything that we do glorify the Lord because mm. we are his temple. Yeah. And so we are a represent. So we have to, the way that we use this body, yeah. the way that we speak with this body, the yeah. way that we interact, like we need to be good stewards of That's this right. temple. So yeah. that way people can come to know Jesus by meeting with the temple. Yeah, exactly. 
and stewardship of everything, our time, how we conduct ourselves. And I think stewardship is really important when we understand that uh, Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. I want him to come back. You know, when he gave the men the talents and he divided up between three men and he came back and for the first two, he said, well done. When he comes back, I want to hear well done, faithful servant. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. So let me just be busy doing like all the God things. And like that even carries out to like in secular stuff, right? Like when you're, when you're at school, when you're working a job, when you're out at the grocery store, like, I feel like sometimes we think that Jesus is only going to come say well done to those who are like behind the pulpit or in that moment of ministry, but your whole life is ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, just like the apostle Paul said in the book of Corinthians, like you're an epistle, yep. man. What is an epistle? It's a book. Yep. And he said, you're an epistle read of all men. And so that tells me that like, I need to be a steward over my life that it doesn't matter when someone's reading it, yep. they see Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and I've said this many, many times. We might have even said it on this pod. Like, God wrote two books to the world. He wrote the Bible, which is written to everybody, but then he also wrote your life. And that's why it says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and the finisher of my life. The steps of the righteous have been ordered by God. God is the one that has aligned my stars, and he's written my story. And I come in fellowship with him, and we figure out this story together, and then we walk it out. But when other people are reading the story, what do they see? Mm. Like, when they're reading this book, that is called the life of Robert. <laughs> yeah. it, are, do they see Christ as they read that story? Do they see the one that I'm uh, was eagerly looking forward to his return? And I think that that's the mindset that allows others to see Christ in your life. Yeah. It's yeah. not the only mindset, but one of them. I mean, you got to think about it too. Like in most books that I've read, I knew pretty quickly if I was going to like the book or mm. not, like within the first couple of pages, like, if I didn't like the first couple yes. of pages, I'm probably not going to finish the book. That's and so, so good. We as believers, mm. we as temples of the, we have very small opportunities, yeah. very short windows of opportunities to let people read this epistle, let people read That's our so lives, good. so that way they mm. want to mm. dig into the word or dig into wow. this book, if you will. Um, it, it is something that I think we should take very seriously. Because like you said, Jesus is coming back. Yes. We don't know when it's going to be. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be another 30 years yeah. from now. I don't know. But yeah. either way, the window is still very short in the yeah. grand scheme of eternity. Yeah. And people's eternity is on the line. That is so good. And if somebody only has 30 seconds to read your book, what impression does it leave not of you but of him? Mm. Like if you're at an airport getting ready to catch a flight somewhere and you run into somebody in the duty-free zone, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you bump into them and you have this interaction and that interaction lasts 60 seconds as they walk away from that interaction. What do they think about Christ Yeah. from that interaction? That's good. What do they think about the one that you serve? And uh, that's incredible. That's such a wonderful way of saying it, dude. Sometimes I don't even read the first couple pages to see if I like it. I just read the back cover. <laughs> Look at the cover. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And and but but you could even say yeah. you know uh, about being stewards of your temple. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it, it's all of this is a we are living epistles mm-hmm. read of all men, and they will most of the time they will look at your life and they will judge Christ by your life. Mm-hmm. And that's everything. Yeah. They'll judge Christ for us. Those of us that are married, they'll judge Christ by our marriage. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are parents, they'll judge Christ by how we parent our children. Those of us that are employees or students or insert whatever you want, they will judge Christ by what type of student you are. 
They will judge Christ by what type of son or daughter you are. They'll judge Christ by what type of boss or employee, how you do your work. All of it is a reflection of who he is, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be a reflection of his goodness yeah. and his excellence and his character. And I'm not saying we're perfect at that, but we need to get better at yeah. that. It's a reflection of what you believe about God. That's true, too. So what, what you say you believe about God, your mm. life should reflect that. Yes. Because if it doesn't, then that's not what you actually believe. Yeah, and I think if we can do a better job at representing him accurately, mm -hmm. then more people will be enticed to come to know him. I think so. I think when we do a misrepresentation of who Christ really is, then that kind of turns the world off to Jesus Christ. And I know maybe it isn't fair because we don't judge anyone else that way. Right. I use the Beethoven example. I use it all the time. Like when somebody's playing Beethoven on the piano and if they're horrible at it, you don't judge Beethoven by how they're playing Beethoven. Beethoven's I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <so bad. laughs> right. If if Carolina is playing on the piano and she's playing Beethoven and it's terrible, everybody's going to be like, "Carolina, you need to work on this." <laughs> like the, you're 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 not doing it justice. Like, you know, get better so you can accurately represent Beethoven. They don't when they hear Carolina playing Beethoven and she's hitting all the wrong notes, they're not, they're not like, "Man, Beethoven was way off." <laughs> you know, they don't say that. Wow. But, but yet in Christianity, <laughs> yeah. Like if we misrepresent Christ, they're not like, man, you guys are way off. They're like, that Jesus stuff is way off. Mm. I don't want anything to they always judge Christ by the people that are his disciples. But yet we never judge Beethoven by the people playing Beethoven. And so we have to be aware of that. Yeah. We are reflections of him and how people perceive him and how people talk about him and even want to engage with him and have something to do with him or have nothing to do with him isn't really based off Jesus. It's based off of how the believer is representing Jesus. And we need to represent Jesus accurately according to the word. And when we start doing that, there's still going to be scoffers. There's still sure. going to be mockers. There's still going to be deniers. You can't do anything about that. But what I'm saying is our impact and our influence will grow as we more accurately represent the one that we serve. Mm. And so that's something that I've really been working on. And one thing I've been doing to work on that is by keeping it before me. Judgment's coming. Yeah. Like I want to wake up every morning. It helps me in my decision process. Like when I'm about to do something stupid that I know goes against what my master has taught me, yeah. I start thinking the master's coming. Mm. <laughs> and what if I'm doing something stupid in this moment, like yelling at my kids and that's when Jesus returns? She. Mm -mm. No, I don't want that. You know what I mean? What if, like, uh, he sees me, like, I'm stealing something from Kroger, and that moment, that's when Jesus returns? I'm in traffic, and somebody cuts me off, and I'm, like, flipping them the bird, and that's when <laughs> Jesus comes back? No, bro, that's not what I want. Man. You know what I mean? How do we not let that pressure, like, get, affect <clears throat> the way we live our life, though? What do you mean? Like, like <clears throat> how, how, how do we, like, navigate it in such a balance to where we don't get so obsessive in the sense of, like, you know what I mean? Like, is this where I want to be when Jesus comes back? You know, like, how do we, like, not obsess over that moment? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with, like, I, and I don't think this is what you're saying, like, geographical location. No. I, I, don't care, I don't care where I'm at when he no. comes back. I just want to make sure that like this place, is what I'm doing. that place you know what I mean? that I'm in, I'm accurately represented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I don't think, here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't think it should be weighty. I think if we just do what we're supposed to do, it's, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be easy. Yeah. And it's almost like what we talked about at Octane. If we'll just love Jesus... Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. If we want this to be easy, we got to start there. Yeah. Love in Jesus. And when you really love someone, like you and I, it's not a, a weighty labor of love to live a life that's pleasing to our wives. Mm. Yeah. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like hard. Yeah. It's not hard for my life to be pleasing to Rachel. It's not hard for your life to be pleasing to Kai. There's things that we need to work on and things we need to do better. But just because I love them, mm -hmm. I'm instinctively going to do things that I know will please them. That's good. And if I genuinely love Jesus, then I'm going to instinctively do things. And I think it's about being aware of that, right? Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm aware that I'm in love with Jesus. So when I'm being tempted to yell at someone in the grocery store, I know that that's not going to be pleasing to him. So I instinctively go the other direction of that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I walk in the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Right. But all of that stuff has to start with the root. And I think this is again, we talked about it, Octane. I think that's kind of like the root of all of it. I wonder how many Christians are like genuinely in love with Jesus. Or is most of it just for show? Yeah. Is it mostly just surface? You know, uh, I had high school relationships that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Sure. You had high school relationships. At least two or three. Carolina Four. might be in a high school relationship right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How old are you, Carolina? Oh She's God. like a teenager. She's not a high schooler. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm a teenager. I'm 26. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was thinking like 22, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> see? It, I love it. <clears throat> right? And I need to go tell that guy at Publix. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> See how it makes people feel when you think they're younger, young yes. man? <laughs> so, <laughs> card everybody. It is good, right? Just for fun. Just Why not? Card make everybody day. So, that's right. Be like Jesus. <laughs> so make them feel good. Um, but all these relationships I had in high school, they didn't work out. And the reason they didn't work out is because they were just surface. Yeah. There was no depth to them at all. And what does the Apostle Paul say? That you'll know the depths of his love. Yeah. This is not supposed to be a surface relationship. It's supposed to be a deep. I have a deep relationship with my wife. She knows me better than anybody else. We're extremely intimate with each other. I tell her things that I won't tell you, that I won't tell Carolina, that I won't tell anybody else. I tell my wife everything yeah. because of the depths of our relationship. There's a depth to it. It's not yeah. surface at all. And I think if we can get beyond the surface relationship of Jesus, beyond the Sunday morning and the Wednesday night, beyond the, the, the hour and a half worship, and we can get into some depths of this relationship, then this, this stuff that we're talking about is not hard. It's not weighty. It's just second nature. You know what I mean? It's like when I see someone, <clears throat> when <clears throat> I was on a trip with the family and somebody came up to me and they're like, hey man, do you have any spare change? And I didn't want to give them any money because I didn't know how they were going to use that money. They yeah. came up to me and they're like, hey, do you have any extra money so I can go get something to eat? Well, I'm not going to give you money because I don't know if you're going to actually use it for food. But I told that man, if you're really hungry, I will take you to a restaurant and I will buy you food. So my wife and my kid and I, we took them to Five Guys and we bought them a cheeseburger. That wasn't hard to do. Yeah. I'm so in love with Jesus. It just, that's what came out. Mm -hmm. The benevolent side of Jesus is what comes out. Not because you're forcing it, but it's mm -hmm. just because you're so deeply in love with Jesus. That's who you are. Yeah. You know, and I think <clears throat> I think stuff is hard when you do have to force it. Yeah. And and that's the works mentality. I think <clears throat> that's the, the works mentality. mentality. Yeah. Yes. Like, and that's not what we're talking about at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. want anyone to be caught up in works or legalistic. Yeah. 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 I want you to be in love with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And then this stuff just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like your <clears throat> your obedience comes from your your love for Him. It does. That's and, what He said. Yeah. And and I think that that is. 
in the same way like in a marriage relationship or even a friendship relationship like like <clears throat> your your loyalty loyalty for one another comes That's from right. genuine love like, yes like when we were talking yesterday at octane you know about ambassadorship and representing well and you know, uh, you know, Tori was leading, and she did an excellent job. Well done, Tori. Good job, the Toad. Pod. Yep. Or did you, take, did you call her Toad? Bro, <laughs> I don't know what just came out. My <laughs> apologies. Good job, Toad. <laughs> well, I was going to say Toto, and then I was like, dang, we haven't said that in years. So, you so I started like mid-sentence bringing it back, and then I was going to try to switch to Tori, and it came out like Toad. Toad. New nickname. Got a new, got a new <clears throat> name. That's tough. I... Remember what you were going to say. Yeah, you're fine. Earmark that. I had a dream last night that toads were chasing me. <laughs> How weird is this? Wake up. What okay. if you're still asleep? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, this is where it gets really weird. It wasn't weird when toads were chasing you? <laughs> <laughs> well, to get to the toads chasing okay. me, we had to get to the first. There was a, <clears throat> a den of serpents, and it was surrounded with frogs. And I was throwing the frogs in so the serpents would leave me alone. And then one of the frogs is Carolina's like, what? <laughs> Bro. And so one of the, it was a giant toad jumped out of the pit of serpents and started like chasing me. And I'm like running and like kicking it, trying to kick Can it back. Can you blame him? You're throwing frogs in the, t- the, the but snake pit. I didn't pit. want the serpents to get me. I wonder, I'm like, now that I'm talking about this weird, crazy dream out loud, I'm trying to figure out, was that spiritual? I was like, like old men will dream here? dreams. What does the toad, oh no! <laughs> No, I want visions. I need visions. <laughs> oh my gosh! What is a dream, anyways? It's just a vision while you're sleeping. <laughs> so I think I saw a vision, but I don't think it had anything to do with spiritual. I'll 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 investigate that later <laughs> with the Lord. But anyways, when we said toad, it just jumped in my mind. So back to what you were saying, as uh, you were saying something spiritual, and I took us to toads. Well, I mean, I was just thinking, like you know, because we were talking about ambassadorship and and basically mm. being an accurate representation, mm. and basically like most people are chosen to be ambassador because like you know they they do well in school and yep. they, they live their life to a standard that is acceptable and that the school <clears throat> agrees with mm. and like as believers you know we're supposed to be the same way like we're supposed to be ambassador of christ so our life should line up with the word our life should line up with what he believes yeah. you know our life should be a reflection of that uh, but i was even thinking like you know even in like a natural friendship situation, you know, cause they were talking about how if like an ambassador at the school was doing bad like you know surely they would like cut them off or they would get rid of them or whatever but it's like even like in a friendship way, if if you don't have enough respect to to uh, represent that friendship well when the other person's not there, right? You know, are they really sure. your friend? Do yeah. they do they really love you? Do they really represent this relationship mm. well? I would say no. Right. And, and so we, me as someone that I believe is an ambassador of God, like like I, if I really love Him, mm. like you're saying, if I if I truly believe that He is my Lord, I truly believe He's my Savior, I truly believe He's my Provider, I truly believe He's my friend and my Father, yeah. and all these wonderful yes. things, then the way I live my life should honor that mm. and reflect that. And and I think that if it doesn't line up with that, then I shouldn't call myself an ambassador. Here's the thing, like you said if I really believe that it should, Mm -hmm. the only thing I would say is if we really believe that it, it it will. Yeah. It's not should. Yeah. It will. Yeah. I guess when (laughs) I, when I say should, it is will. Yeah. 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 And if it, and if it's not like, this is going to be very cut and dry. If it's not, then we don't. Mm. If it does, then we do. Yeah. Right. It's like, again, we make it really simple. Let's talk about our marriages. Like I don't step out on Rachel because my love for her. Right. I don't lie to Rachel because my love for like it's just it's do or don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not that we're and and I think we get so caught up in like perfection. Mm. 
And it's not about perfection. Yeah. It's about relationship. Yeah. And in relationships, there's going to be mistakes. Like sure. you and I, we've, we've had fights, you know, we've had this stuff, but our relationship is strong enough to come out on the other side yeah. of that better. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the way it works with Jesus. We make mistakes, but our relationship is supposed to be strong enough to where we come out on the other side better. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we come out on the other side better is because he's perfect. Yeah. I'm not. If I was perfect, I wouldn't need him, mm-hmm. but I'm not perfect. Therefore, I do need him. Yeah. But I want to get so strong in this relationship that when I'm not accurately representing him, I can have such a good relationship with him where Jesus is like, Robert, you really need to work on that Mm -hmm. to improve our relationship and to make it a better representation. Because even though we are new creations in Christ Jesus and when we got born again, we became something that never existed and the old is gone and the new has become, we still make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And if we get so caught up on the mistakes, then we're not going to be worth anything to this kingdom. Yeah. Because you're going to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. That's not our goal. Yeah. And I believe the more we love Jesus, the less mistakes we will make. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say mistakes to make it more watered down. We're going to sin. Right? We're going to fall short. We're going to fall short. And that's not the goal. Mm -hmm. The goal is not to fall short. Yeah. But the understanding is there that when I do fall short, he's not abandoning me. He's not leaving me. He wants to help me overcome that sin Mm -hmm. so I can be a better representation. And I think so many people get caught up in their mistake that they just feel like, well, that's it. That blew, I blew it. You know, and that's not it, man. That's I mean, it's same with the marriage vows, richer or poor sickness and health, better or worse. Like, like we are in it no matter what it looks like. We are in it no matter what has been said, but we are in it because we've chosen to be a part of this. And it's like what you said, a, a friend, let's like take it outside of marriage because not everyone's married, but even like a friendship, mm-hmm. like that's what love is. Like you're committed to that friend even if they're not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're at Kroger and somebody's talking bad about your friend, you're committed to that. You're not going to jump in and pile on because right. you're committed to that relationship even though that friend is not with you at Kroger. You're, you're there, you, mm-hmm. and you want to be like, no, that's not what I'm going to get involved with, even if you don't shut down the conversation. And all I'm saying is we should do the same with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like when we're out on a Friday night and a, a bunch of people are doing something that we know he disagrees with, well, I'm still representing my friend, even though in this case he is there because <laughs> God's everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, even though Jesus may not be there in the flesh and God's not there in the flesh, I still understand, well, he's with me right now. Mm-hmm. But it's not even – I want to represent him even though he's not here in the flesh. Yeah. Like I want to, I'm committed to him, Mm -hmm. even though you can't see him (laughs) and maybe some people in this place don't even know him. I'm still committed to him. So I'm not going to partake because I want to do what's pleasing to him. But it comes from that root of, I love him. Yeah. And I think that's what it's, what the focus should be. I just love Jesus. Yeah. And I want to get better at loving him. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the thing. Love's yeah. not always easy. I love that that like if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Because mm. that word "keep" it, it literally means to like to ward over, to guard, to to cherish. Mm. Meaning, like if you love him, then you love what he cares about. Mm. And so, if you love him, his commandments are to love God and love people. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> we care about that. That's right. And so, That's good. It, it, a true love, like e- even with my wife, I might not. That's true. I might not understand all the things that she loves, but I love the, what she loves, mm-hmm. and I and and she cares about it, so I respect that. And and I might not understand how God or Jesus can love all these people, but He does. Yeah. And I might not understand why He wants me to live my life in a certain way, but I understand that it's for my betterment and for my good. Yeah. And so I respect that and I honor it. Yeah, and it's. And it's like over the years, like as I've worked on like loving Rachel 
and not that it's like a labor of love. It's easy to do. So much work. <laughs> so much work. But what I've seen as we've journeyed together in this thing, life together, it's like stuff that she likes that maybe I didn't like before we got together, I now like it. It's so weird, isn't it? It's crazy. You're becoming like the same person. You become the same person. <laughs> and that's the way it should be with Jesus. More into his likeness and image. Like you become one. Mm-hmm. And like the stuff that you used to enjoy, maybe you don't enjoy it so much because Jesus doesn't enjoy it. That's so and the stuff that he does enjoy, now you enjoy it because you're close to him. Man. It's just the it's just the way things work. And that's why, again, a natural marriage is such a reflection of God in the church is because that's the way it's supposed to like I still low key like say this just to be funny, but it's it's there's been I used to hate the beach. <laughs> like there's so much sand. <laughs> and it goes with you everywhere. It gets in your shorts, gets in your socks, gets in your shoes. There's probably still sand in your car. There's and still you sand been there in, my in about car. four months. It's the worst. <laughs> and so I hate it. But as I've been married to Rachel and we've done these family trips, I don't mind the beach anymore. I actually enjoy it. It's nice. There's still, I still hate the sand part of it, which is hard because the beach is sand. <laughs> but but I, uh, it's the worst when you go back to the place you're staying and it's on the floor mm-hmm. and it's in the bathroom and it's just, anyways. But I, I, I love it now. I actually look forward to our trip in June when we go to the beach because... Yeah the two have become one and the things that I maybe didn't use to like so much, like before Rachel and I got married, I was not a sweets guy. I didn't eat sweets that much. Um, then we got married and she loves sweets. She's shifted away from sweets. She doesn't eat them very much anymore, but now I've taken her place. Like every time I eat something, I'm like, Hmm, I just need like a Reese's or something. You know what I mean? Like a little Snickers bar to follow this up. But the point is, is as we've engaged in this relationship and that's the key as we've engaged in this relationship, her desires become my desires, my desires become her desires. And then the things that are toxic towards the relationship have gotten pushed out. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it works with Jesus. A natural marriage is a reflection of this marriage that we have with him. And as you engage in this relationship, as you love Jesus, it's just going to happen. Yeah. You're going to want to do things that please him. Yeah. And you're going to want to do things that express that love to him. Yeah. And it just comes natural. It's not hard. It's definitely not hard. Yeah. You know? Uh, maybe at the beginning of the relationship, simply because you're learning right. what they so like. New. <laughs> yeah. And you're in that process of getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. So what is pleasing to them, what is displeasing to them. And so that's a process of growing. And that's just what we have to do though. We have to, we have to work the process with Jesus Man. and he, he wants to work the process because the Bible says while we're all together unlovely, he loved us. So mm-hmm. that means he doesn't care what it looked like at the beginning. He's committed. Yeah. And he's like, I'm ready to work the process. Let's yeah. let's work it. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's let's refine some things and make some things better. Jesus is, listen, guys, he's already rolled up his sleeves and he's ready. He's invested and he's ready to work on this relationship. And we just need to have the same investment. Yeah. Like I'm rolling up my sleeves and now I'm ready to work on it the way he's worked on it. And the way he worked on it is he said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it all. I'm giving it all. And I think that's where the issue is. When we don't invest the same way that he's invested, then it's it doesn't ever really yeah. mature into what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And he's all in. So good. So that means I got to be all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way friendships work. Right. That's the way marriages work. Mm-hmm. That's the way working for a company. Like this is a, has to do with life too. Yeah. It's not just about right. marriages. Yeah. You know, if you're working for a company and you're not all in, you're probably not going to stay there forever. Right. Why? Because you're not invested. Right the way that they are invested in you as an employee or whatever. So it has this, there's layers to this. And so we can look at natural things and see, you know, 
we need to apply that same. When someone goes to college, if they're invested, they're going to do well. They're going to graduate. They're going to get their degree. It's going to be hard work. Yeah. It's going to require sacrifice. But if they're invested, they'll make it work. Yeah. If they're not invested, one year they're done. Maybe even six months, three months, <laughs> you know, whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're not truly invested. They're going to try it. Yeah. And we're not here trying Jesus. I'm invested. And so in that, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be errors. But because I'm invested, I'm not going to turn away from it. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? I really messed up. Show me where I was wrong. Teach me how to do better because I know you're invested. Let me be invested the same way you invested with your life. Now let me invest with my life. And with my life, you get the good and the bad and the ugly, like you just <laughs> said, for better or worse. You get it all, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but the more time we spend with him, the better it will become. I think we just need to endeavor to love him more. Yes. To grow in this love, to be more committed than we've ever been. Um, you know, if maybe if you're out there, you're listening or you're watching or whatever it is for you, um, if you're having trouble in this area, being this living epistle, if you're having trouble uh, you know, doing the things that, that God has called you to, keeping these commandments, well, then let's work on loving Jesus more. Here's what I want to say, though. <clears throat> I like to leave people with a call of action. What do you think that looks like? Mm. As we're telling people this, yeah. what can we tell somebody that they can leave with an action? Hmm. Like, okay, th- okay, you're telling me I need to love Jesus more, and you're saying it starts with how much I love him. Yeah. How do I improve in that? Yeah. How do I walk that out? Actually, how do I actually do what you're saying? Okay, yeah. I get it. You're saying I need to be in more love with him. I need to, I need to grow in my, my love for Jesus. And as I grow in my love for Jesus, I'll easily keep his commandments because I want to please him. But how do I grow in my love for him? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, first off, you can look at your own life and see what he's rescued you from see what he's brought you through for today or what Mm. he's presented for you today. And you can appreciate him in that way. So a heart of gratitude, heart of gratitude. Mm. And then also extend that same grace or even that same patience towards other people throughout your day, I think is a good way to, as you love people, you're also loving God. Mm. I feel like because you're actually doing what he's called you to do. You're you're representing and doing the action, uh, that he's called us to. Um, but I think probably the the first part would be what I would focus on I think that's the more. most important. That's really yeah. good. That's what I would focus on more is more of just what has God done for me yeah. today? Yeah. How has he helped me today? How has he helped me in this moment? How is he helping me like right now? And having appreciation, gratitude towards there, that's a great place to start. That is if you a don't know anywhere to where to start, yeah. what has God done for you right now in this moment? How has he helped you today? Mm. What has he preserved you from? Uh, what has he rescued you from? What is he bringing you towards? What? Where, what yeah. How has God loved you today mm. and appreciate him, appreciate him from that place? And I believe that's a great place to start growing in your love towards him. I think that's really good. And that, I think that is the best starting place. And at the end of the day, if you can't find anything, then just thank him for salvation. Yeah. Thank, just be grateful that he has saved you from the pits of hell. Mm. He's forgiven you of your sins. He's made you righteous. He's put you in the cleft of his rock which means you're protected, yep. you're provided for, you're healed, you're sane. Uh, he's given you, he's delivered you from the law of sin and death, and he's translated you into the kingdom of spirit and life. I mean, there, just be grateful yeah. for the eternal work that he's done on the inside yeah. of you. I think gratitude has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think the more gratitude we have towards someone, the more we will genuinely love them. And to me, love is not about emotions. It's about a commitment. Mm -hmm. So the more gratitude you have and the more thankful you are for who they are and what they've done, the more committed you'll be to them. 
Yeah. I mean, cause even in a natural thing again, we keep bringing up marriage, but it's like, I so appreciate my life because she's loved me when I've been at my worst. Yeah. She's loved me when we've been lacking. She's yeah. loved me when I've been sick. Like, and because through those times, I know that she's committed to me mm. and it makes me appreciate her and it makes my love grow for her even more. And so having that same mentality or that same uh, perspective towards Jesus is very helpful. I think that's so good. And I think even telling him that, thank you for loving me when I was unlovely. Mm-hmm. And maybe even still right now I'm unlovely. Yeah. Thank you for loving me. Just, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Heart of gratitude will grow our love for him more than anything else. Amen. Just being grateful. Because we really do see that a lot. Especially in younger culture, there's just no, uh, especially... What has he done for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to put a bunch of people on blast. Especially if somebody's grown up in church their whole life. Mm. Sometimes we tend to take advantage of things that have always been there. Yeah. And what ends up happening is, is we lose that gratitude. It becomes more entitlement mm. than it is gratitude, you know? And we're like, we feel like we're entitled to have this relationship. And it becomes more about Jesus serving us instead of us serving Jesus. As to where gratitude is more about appreciation. And since you have that position of appreciation, it's more about what can I do for him instead of what can he do for me? And that's the rightful place to have this because it's all about him. Mm -hmm. And I come under him, you know? And so I think gratitude just does so much for us. It keeps the relationship balanced in the way that it's supposed to be. And it allows us to develop that love, i.e. commitment that we have for Christ instead of taking advantage of it. Um, So I think that's great. So work on your gratitude today just all day long, all day long. And I even do it with simple things. Like if I go to the store and I get a good parking spot, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank, yeah. thank you, Father God, for just watching out for me, for just everything, man. I th- if you do good on a test at school, thank the Lord. If you do bad on a test, thank the Lord that he's going to help you through it next Amen. time and he's yeah. going to help you overcome it. Even in bad situations, yep. you can express gratitude. I feel like we think everything has to be perfect to express gratitude. Yeah, that's No, good. I mean, you know, if you go to the store and the only parking spot you can find is on the back side of the parking lot because everything else is full, as you park, get out of the car and say, thank you for getting me here safely. There's always a way to find something to yeah. be appreciative for. That's really good. And so I think lots of times people look at their life and they're like, I really don't have anything to be thankful for. And that tends that takes us very negative. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so even in the even in the bad, even in the ugly, be thankful, mm-hmm. be grateful. You know, maybe it's a mess right now. Well, just be grateful. God, you're not done. I was going to say, it could be worse. Yeah. I'm sure that even when you feel like you're at your worst, there's probably even worse than that. Yeah. And and thank God that you're not there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amen. And so I really love that. I think that's good. Expressions of gratitude and being thankful for everything he's done, who he is, all of that starts this love journey, gets us beyond the surface and makes it go deeper. Amen. That's good. I love Amen. it. We love you guys so much. Go be the epistle that is read upon all men, read by all men, upon all men, read with men. Go read. (laughs) (laughs) Go get read today. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Love you guys so much. Be grateful today Mm. and uh, go out there and do some good things for the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Bye. Bye.